Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, Saturday afternoon in downtown St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. But you know what? We're going to say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, because we have listeners all across the Internet, and they're, they're in different time zones. So we, depending on what time zone you are, or we want to be politically correct. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another edition of Chatting with Dr. Leonard Richardson. The doctor's in the house. And we also have our featured contributor in the house, Val. So let's go ahead, ladies. First, say hi to our Ooh. featured contributor, Valerie. Val from Hello. the Hello. Vintage. Yes, Doc, we Good hear you. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Val. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Doc is in the background. Go ahead, Doc. Say yo, hello. Yes. Good day, hello, I would say that because whether or not, as Val would say, it's morning or it's afternoon, whether it's before the meridian or past the meridian, a.m. or p.m., depending upon where you are, good day covers it all because it goes both ante and post. Post, there you go, there you go. Yes, yes. Well, I have Valerie? I've been wonderful. I'm looking forward to today's story about Market Square. I mean, a, a lot oh, of interest okay. online about that. Oh, yes. Okay. I was just about to mention that. I was telling Doc this morning, as of yesterday, I believe it was, there were over 350 comments to a picture that generated this whole thing. There's a picture of the Saturday morning Market Square activities when it was in full gallop. Wow. And people have been responding to that left and right. I've placed some comments on there, too, and several folks would love to be on the show today say they are, are not able to make it but want to follow up with the recorded version. But what we want to do today is acknowledge some of those folks and just say, folks like Ron Morissette, I have to say thank you, Ron, for <laughs> supporting us in the way you have. You've kept track of the time remaining before we go live. I, I, I thank you for that. We have folks like Sonia Laplace, Candine Strassi, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Jeff Griot. These are folks who have been responding on Facebook about today's topic. Bob Savetta, Dune Buggy, that's got to be home, a homemade home name. James Anderson, Yvonne Lede Berry, Teresa Bernier. Uh, who do we have next? We have Donna Ketchum Perry. Gwyneth Freeman, Robert Silverman, Marlene Brown, Tyrone Hodge, uh, uh, correction, Tyrone Oliver, Eva Denham, and Wendy Gordon. That's just a few of them right now because... Yvonne Denham or Eva or Irva? Irva, Irva Denham. I'm sorry. That's Irva. my classmate. In Sweden, Paul. Oh, your classmate? Oh, how about that? Yeah, Irva, yes. How about that? Class how about that? I hope she's in listening. Paul. 
And if she's not listening to the live show, hopefully she'll hear it on the recorded show. Mm. Well, let's go ahead and get started, and then we'll break in every once in a while to share a few more names. So, Dr. Richardson, well, go, we we go ahead. We left off yesterday talking about reaching the. Uh, I'm just about to approach Rochelle Francis Square. We were talking about Strand Data. And then Correct. we talked a little bit about going west. A little bit. I don't want to go west today because we'll, we'll, we'll use up the time. But if we were to turn <laughs> right and go facing north, we'd be looking directly at Rochelle. Francis Square. Now, could you please explain to us who that gentleman is and his full name? I'll, I'll go with uh, Valerie. I'll go with you first yeah. because I saw you put a name in there, Polly. I didn't know where that came from. Tell us about oh, that, please. Oh, yeah. Well, um, my grandfather wrote a book about Rothschild, which is, uh-huh. is how I became, you know, was exposed to him. He was a big, okay. like, civil rights leader back in the 30s. Correct. And um, my grandfather, you know, was a stenographer, so he was in court listening to all the things that were happening with Rothschild. And, um, yeah, you know, he wasn't well accepted by some and and got into trouble just for his beliefs. So, correct. Yeah, yeah, so my grandfather didn't like that, what he heard, and, um, oh. and wrote a book about him and studied him and his newspaper, The Herald, and whatnot. It's wow. quite fascinating, Correct. but I know the doctor did, knows much more than I do. Okay, how did well, the word, the name Polly come up? Come to be. I don't know. That's I thought that's that's his name or his nickname. We'll we'll, we'll get clarification from the doctor. The doctor's in the okay. house. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Doctor Richardson, what you what you got to yes. say about well, Polly? What where Rod, did Polly uh, come from? Mm-hmm. Polly, as you know, in Greek means many or the many. Latin. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. But actually, the thing was, Rothschild, Polly Francis, they call him. His name was Leopold. Oh, my goodness. Leopold. All those names. Right. As a matter of fact, your grandfather, who was an excellent court stenographer, and in those days, they did not do court reporting by machine. Uh, It was all uh, manual. And your grandfather was able to take shorthand in both systems, there were two systems. One was called Greg. Yeah, and, remember that? Yes, Greg. And then Greg was modified to Greg, simplified. And then the other was the long version, but your grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, should I say his name? Yeah, sure. Okay, none other, Mr. Leon Mawson, mm-hmm. who was excellent, and he could take shorthand at I guess the equivalent of maybe like 100 words a minute without having an error mm-hmm. and then to transcribe it. And so Rothschild Francis, or they call him Polly, nicknamed Polly Francis, was in fact a civil rights activist. And he oh. is credited with being the father of the great instrument that now governs operations in the Virgin Islands, known as the Organic Act. It was oh, yeah. revised, yes, yes, the Organic yes. Act. It was later revised uh-huh. and to uh, the Organic Act of 1954. And so, in fact, we still have today uh, remnants of that governing uh, the islands in terms of such things as whether or not we want to be independent, free association, or we want to be territory. Those uh, are the three major areas. 
because we are an unincorporated territory. And mm-hmm. so Francis antagonized many persons and wow. for many reasons. One of the reasons they were antagonized because Polly was moving away from a Danish autocratic dictatorial yes. administration yes. to mm-hmm. a pro black or native organization administration and that upset the apple cart mm-hmm. and so people became this uh, very annoyed much like if we must make a transition just for clarification when Robert Lester Marley said for example that emancipate yourself from mental yes. slavery because that's what makes you a slave not that you call yourself a slave just your thinking and mm-hmm. then later on persons such as Edward Wilmoth Blyden oh, and, yes. Marcus, and Marcus Messiah Garvey when they were advocating the Back to Africa movement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, those persons rub wrongly in the other person's minds, and this gets into pigmentation, stratification, and who's a brown oh, meter white, and who's, oh. all, that, all of that was implicit in it. Oh, wow. so Rothschild uh, was considered... Uh, an outcast, so to speak. Actually, he left the island and went to New York and to particularly to Manhattan, particularly to Harlem, particularly to what became known as the Harlem Renaissance and mm. to write with those persons there. So that's how it is. But your grandfather, yes, of course, I, I'm familiar with that. The Renaissance, oh. the rebirth, the rebirth. Okay. Yeah, rebirth, yeah. the Renaissance, yes. Yeah. yes. Let's go ahead and get a call. Let's take this call. Uh, I'm I'm cutting you short. I'm sorry, uh, Val, but I'm excited because we have a call on the the line. Let's go ahead and take this call from St. Thomas, I assume, area code 340. Go right ahead. You're on the air. Welcome. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Go right ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, good morning. Good afternoon, Mr. Gibbs. How are you? I'm Dr. Richardson. This is Dalton Cardi. Oh, oh hi, Dalton. Mr. Carty, how are you? Yes, sir. I'm well. How I'm, are you? I tr- I am well. I trust that you are well. It sounds <laughs> like like the conversation has gotten off to a grand start, and I just <laughs> yeah. called to to really add my support. Really, Fantastic. I have a question you. before you begin. Now, Mr. Carty, are you Dalton Carty Jr.? Correct. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes, correct. I know, I know. And your mom is Miss Delilah? She was. I know, she is past, of course. And your aunt was Miss Diane Brady. Yes, I know all of that. The reason I'm asking, Correct. your dad and I were in the Scouts together. Oh. Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I always connect the dots when I can. Pardon me? There's a connection there. <laughs> that's yes, an organization were, he held very, very dear to his heart. Yes, and you were a former teacher at the Bertha C. Bushalter Middle School? Correct. All right, very well. You may proceed. I just want to be sure uh, I have the dot well connected. You, 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 you passed the test. You passed the test. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to, 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 to say, really, that, mm. you know, in terms of, of VI history, it seems that, that although we have a course in black history at the high school level, mm-hmm. we didn't talk much about Rothschild Francis. I, oh, I know that that's because of the, the stigma that he necessarily had or, or, or what have you, but I know that 
me personally, I did not hear much of him. I know that mm-hmm. over the years, it seems like 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 the attitude towards him has has diminished anyway. But you know, I I, I must admit that it's refreshing to hear people talk about him and what he contributed to the movement. Not only in terms of of, of his artistic measure, because I, if I recall correctly, he was a musician in addition to being an emancipator. But, you know, in terms of his work as an emancipator, because that's something that, that I think is, is is important to the island, its culture, its history, but also to, to, to the future of the island, especially yes. given where we are right now, financially and politically. Yes. And I may add, you are ab- there's a... You are absolutely correct. Now, let me give you some physical references to assist you in your quest. Have you taken a close look at the busts at the Emancipation or Educator Square? I was just about to mention that. <laughs> no. Okay. When Take a walk if you are on the island because I know you had gone away. But when you return, or if you can, take a mm-hmm. good look at the bust of Educator Square, and you'll see Mr. Rothschild Francis's bust there and a stack mm-hmm. of books. But there's a musical mm-hmm. instrument that's there that's not seen very much today. It is the lute, L-U-T-E, not L-O-O-T, mm-hmm. L-U-T-E. He played the lute, and he also played the violin. He came from a prominent family in Savan, the Francis's, oh. as you may know them. So Leo Francis, Leonie Francis, Patricia Francis, Ethel Ruth Francis, and those persons are his nieces and his nephew. And he had a brother who lived up at the Conera home right on the corner by the well. The point I'm making is he was a musician, an author, writer, an artist, emancipator, and he is credited with the title of being the father of none other than the organic act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's riveting. That's and it, it seems so disheartening that we don't hear more of it. For a man who was so multifaceted and multi-talented, he, yes. he, he just seems lost to, you know, to a large degree in Virgin Islands history. As I said, at the high school level, uh, I, I don't recall, or I did not recall hearing much of him. And I think it's something commendable that y'all have this program highlighting his achievements and his work to the Virgin Islands and its culture and history. That's true. Thank You're you. You're absolutely correct. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll mention another name that should be parallel, Jose Antonio Jarvis. J. Yes. Antonio Jarvis. Usually, let me, just, let me just insert this. Usually a person who is extremely or very talented, gifted, and a person who has much to contribute is usually poly, and that's P-O-L-Y, poly-talented. Usually an artist is also an author, is also an educator, is also a person who works for the betterment of the society. The problem was we're dealing at that time with a belief that the browns, the light-skinned ones, were the superior ones, and therefore the others should be subordinated too. And oh. persons like Casper yes. Holstein and all those persons yes. who are great writers and fighters too. So you get the point I'm trying to make in terms of 
-hmm. why you would say you haven't heard about him, there was a reason. And just as it would take a revolution, and I don't mean violent one, but a literary, political, and economic revolution to highlight and bring to the fore these kinds of persons and what their contributions were and are. I know, I know I heard more of him at UVI with Professor Jean Emanuel. He loved uh-huh. and, and, and uh-huh. spent hours elaborating yes. on, on Francis and, and, and his achievements. And yes, it was commendable to, 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 to finally hear something more about him because he, he, he information, at least, again, on the high school level, was limited. And I, I must say that I was impressed by what I heard and I, I hope I can find other 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 sources of information about him. Of course, Dr. I can point you to, to someone. Well, pardon me. Who? I'm sorry, Where? I didn't hear you. Where? Where can I find the? Who is this? I can point you to someone. The name is Larry Saw. Larry Saw. Oh goodness! I know Mr. Saw. Oh, too well. <laughs> I, you know Mr. Saw. All right. Okay. All right. He he was an elementary school teacher. Okay. (laughs) He also served on the Constitution Committee. So he has kept abreast of those kinds of things. Particularly, there is a family tie in terms of from the Crucian perspective to the Sintomian perspective. So Larry So can give you some insights. Mm -hmm. Let me do that real quickly. Before you go, uh, Dalton, uh, Dr. Yeah. Richardson mentioned the Education Square. Yes, at sidebar, he didn't mention one more statue that is standing there. We have, of course, Mr. Francis. We have Mr. Uh-huh. And, and Jarvis. But we also have Ms. Uh-huh. Williams, the, the person Correct. whose name is attached to where Dr. Richardson works. So, Doc, while we're there at the educational part, just share with us a little bit about uh, Ms. Williams, please, because we don't hear too much about her. Well, the reason I did not mention Uh-oh. Ms. Williams was the focus was on <laughs> Rothschild Francis, and I yes. did not want to bring a poly focus okay. many <laughs> okay. points. I wanted okay. to be singular. In All right. the focus, so that it the can be totally yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Edith Williams was an educator. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, she was also a suffragette. Mm-hmm. And Edith Williams, the school is named out in the country, was an elementary school. She was the person who was foremost in providing education for the poor, the downtrodden, for those wow. who didn't have anything to eat. She would go and yes. cook, and she provided a garden. So they planted the herbs and planted vegetables, mm. and they cooked those. This was long before school lunch was brought mm-hmm. into focus. Yes. The Food and Drug Administration and that kind of thing was not in existence then, but she provided that kind of service. She walked, for the most part, from town out to what is known as that area of the Edith Williams School. It's also referred to as Quartet which means wow. quarter of the route done, going oh, over Raccoon Hill, whether yes, in sun wrong. or in rain. We don't have mm. sleet and, and snow here, but <laughs> take the maxim from the postal workers, neither <laughs> rain nor sun <laughs> nor storm deterred no her from yeah. her appointed yeah. way 
to go to yeah. school wow. to educate the children. Wow. And what time frame was this now? In the 30s, 40s? Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Okay, very good. Very and good. as early as the 20s, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Dalton, we have taken you to the post office square. We're going to go on back down to the market square. <laughs> okay? Thank you, sir. <laughs> Nonetheless, yeah, have a fantastic day. It was a great, Thank you. It a great program. And I look Say hello to, to your dad more. for me. I Say hello shall. to your dad for me. I shall. I definitely will. I, I am sure I will hear from him before the, <laughs> the end of the day. Very Surely. Good. Thanks again, Surely. Dalton. Have a blessed day Dalton, and say, a strong say end. Say hello to Val before you go. Val's on the other line. Yes. Hi and bye, her. Dalton. Loved hearing from you. Hi, Val. Okay. You enjoy your day, too. Thank you. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks a lot. Right. Okay, now we All go right. back down to the Franchel, Rothschild Francis Square. Francis Square. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited I get it all jumbled together. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. uh, that market square itself has quite an extensive history. Let's go back to how it came to be, Doc. How did that you go ahead. market square? Go ahead, Etienne. Go ahead, Etienne. I'll <laughs> well, go you, ahead. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll start it, and you guys pick, throw in the pieces. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know how it came about with the cement. I'm, I'm, con- I'm interested to learn how that piece of land was selected part one and part two, how did they build it when they didn't really have cement or, or structure in those days? Now that location became a central point for the whole city of Charlotte Mali or Tacos, Tapos. It became the, yeah, the social events that took place there. Their political events took place there, but most importantly, in that day and time, back in the slavery days, that's where slavery was sold or auctioned or whatever they had to do, it was right there publicly. Now, Doc, how did they get to build that building like that? Well, there are two things to be taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. First, the area did not look like that. Yeah. Secondly, to build a building, as you said, what you have now is you have a concrete structure there. Yes. It was not yes. always concrete. It That's was wooden. I oh. And the plaque, the plaque that sits in the what we call the northwestern corner clearly delineates uh, when it was built and reconstructed, but it was a wooden structure. Remember now, as we pointed out, that market square so to speak, mm-hmm. became a square because it was bounded on four sides by streets. The one yes. street would be, of course, Strand to the west, yes. and then, of course, the main street to the south, and oh, then oh. Vimelskaf, which is extended to the mm-hmm. north, and then the other street would be, when you look at it closely, you can either take gutters or you could, gutters would be the gutter, or you can take the other street, which would be store. Store Strata, Store would be Colorado yeah. that that would lead up to North Sidibai. So Store oh. on one side, Strand on the other, the Main Street on the one, and Back Street on the other, and therefore you get a square. You get four right okay. angles. Therefore you oh. have a square. Now, Fantastic. in addition, mm-hmm. yeah, in addition to that, we have to remember the tradition was basically African. Yes. in terms of bringing goods and services 
for sale, exchange, barter. And the thing is, it became important not to have your produce or your goods damaged by torrential showers and blazing heat or sunshine. So Mm -hmm. the shed was erected, and the shed was for the protection of both, as I said, the goods and services, and also the persons. Now, many persons brought what they had in terms of livestock, in terms of produce, and in terms of their arts and crafts, and they were sold, exchanged, or dealt with in the form of barter right there. The French population primarily did the produce coming from the north side. And also we had a great influence and influx of persons coming from the British Virgin Islands, bringing their livestock, their charcoal, their sugarcane, and those kinds of things. Wow. Not to be confused with sugarcane was going on St. Croix, but yeah. the persons who were there actually were persons who, after the passage of time, were persons from the British Virgin Islands. Most notably, I point to someone after whom the square is now named, but particularly uh, the bungalow. Miss Sandrine, oh. Sandrella. Okay, you're, you're there, you're almost there. Third <laughs> yes. second seat. The I'm, trying to put my two, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get 20 points on the <laughs> Yeah, yes. but actually people say Sandrilla Thomas, but yeah. she was Sandrilla Blyden. Oh. She married a Mr. Thomas, oh. but Sandarilla Blyden actually was the person, and she, of course, is Mrs. Esme Callwood's mother, yes. and, of course, the sister of Mrs. LaVita Cricky, oh. who owns the hibiscus oh. shop. Yeah, yes. we were mentioning right. that. Yes. Uh-huh. And as you remember, Mrs. Cricky had a store down yes. the alley, of the Spanish main, just below where your grandparents yes. were. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aval, okay, right. down Beretta Center and down that area. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then she later on had a store up on the main street and also had it on Garden Street. But nevertheless, to go back to the point, the Market Square, it became a thoroughfare and a square place yes. so you could access it from anywhere. Ooh. On the lower part, which would be the southern side, you would have the Methodist Church, but that came after. It used to be an open area, and that is bounded by another garda that runs east and west called Canal Garda, K-A-N-A-L, okay? But the market square itself, the bungalow, was a place of barter exchange. And one mm-hmm. other thing that was very important and still remains important today, the exchanging of information News oh, yes. and the yes. big, the big G. Yes. What's the big G? Gossip. Gossip. There you Gossip. go. Oh, now you can Mille. move from the second row. Okay. Gossip. Okay. That's, what, that's all the news of, that of the day. Exchange. That's right. And to news make it even more the clear, there was a gentleman who walked with a bell and the conch uh-huh. shell, and so the conch shell blew to let you know. When the fish was in and when something new was about to occur or happen, Uh and the man walked from area to area, of course, the town was not very large, and he rang a bell, and he would say, such and such and such is going to happen today down at the bungalow at Rossdale Francis Square. And so people would 
get ready and go down and yeah. to listen to hear what was being said. So he became yeah. a hawker, a herald, Lord. if you will, for spreading no, the information. Town crier. Yeah. Okay, good, very good. Yeah. Town crier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, interesting. We had all right here. Now, yes. what you see there today as the bungalow, the roof was destroyed not too long ago. A truck was passing and mm-hmm. got hooked up in the roof. And so the roof was collapsed. Wow. Uh, Fortunately, there weren't many people under there. So the pillars, the poles were made of cast iron. But, you know, cast iron is very brittle. Brittle, yes. And so they had to take, just to restore historical relevance and accuracy, they took those poles back to Denmark. They had them recast in the original form structure of the thundery of Denmark. So the roof came off, and now it has mm. been restored. You know, it's mm. like a, it's not an over roof, but it's like an umbrella roof. It has yeah. flanges on the right, flanges on the left, and then a hump in the middle. Also, <laughs> there is a large cistern running down the middle of it, and the areas where people sold their goods, they were called stalls, not enclosed stalls. or open. Yes. Yeah. Open, yeah. Okay. And so you had the eastern side, the western side. And you had the northern side and the southern side. And the person who basically operated in there were strong black African women who controlled the area, yes. Yes. And among the names you'd have Mrs. Sandrilla Thomas, after whom the bungalow is named. She was born here in St. Thomas, you know. But Mm -hmm. uh, her mother being from the British islands from Tortola. She went back to Tortola. The mother took her back, but she was born here. And you had other persons who were operating there, such as Mrs. Virginia Stevens. Mm-hmm. And then you also had other persons like Mrs. Leah Charles Jennings, persons such as Miss Agnes, and persons such as, I'm trying to think of her name now, she sat in the to the east uh, she is the mother of former commissioner, rather the grandmother of former commissioner, Milton Fred. We also had Miss Anna Robles Nibs. She mm. operated there as well. And one or two men, Mr. Ebenezer, who came from one of the British islands and operated down to the southern end. And those are primarily persons. Then to the extreme north, we had a very interesting vendor, and his name was none other than Mr. Pancho. He was really from La Republica Dominicana, from the Dominican <laughs> Republic. Yes, and he sold Fracos. Fracos, oh, yes. People like I to thought, call him, yes. You remember? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I read yes, the comments Fracos. on Facebook, yeah. A few people yes, made okay. comments about going there. Yes. That's yes. right. And then to the western part, we also had another lady by the name of Miss Joseph, Sister Joseph, they called her. I don't know exactly from what island she hailed, but she was to the northern end, right there by Miss Louisa Millen, a name that everyone should know, connected with St. Thomas. Henry Millen is related to her. Jeanette Millen Young is related to her. And also the Millen family out in Sagas and Santa Maria, they are related to her. Her name was Mrs. Louisa Millen. Mm. That's interesting, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, quick question. 
why is it that the vendors in indoors or under the roof, under the bungalow, were exclusively female or almost exclusively female, and the men were on the outside? Why, why, why was that? Think about the question. Why were they, the females under the bungalow? Well, because the, men, because. the, the, rough, ahead, the rough and ahead. tough men could handle the sun better. Exactly. Exactly. Really? The men protected the exterior. The women took care of the interior. And oftentimes they brought their children with them. There was no daycare then. So the children were in the unclothed area, enclosed area. And sometimes they had a little thing called a zamba, which is a little bed in which the children slept during the day. So they slept under the cover of the shade so they were not in the sun. And when they needed the nutrients like uh, food and stuff, the mothers were right there to one, breastfeed, and two, okay. to give them the little nourishment. The men were basically on the outside, so before you could sure. get to the female, you'd have to go past yeah. the men. You're back to the front of the class. <laughs> <laughs> back to the head of the class. By, by accident. By accident. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't send you there. Valerie did. (laughs) Yeah. I was curious now. I've been hunting through the old papers trying to find out when that structure was built. You said there was a sign on the back. Do you remember or have a date? I found something. Not offhand. Uh, I can tell you where you can get the information. Mm -hmm. You can get the information by, I don't know how far back the uh, (laughs) Daily News would go or the source, but again, another person, again, the same person, Mr. Larry Sewell, he would know because he worked with the uh, Constitutional Committee, and they would have dates in terms of where the announcement will be made and the dates that are those kinds of things in conjunction with Mr. Rothschild, Polly Francis, Leopold Francis. Awesome. But I was thinking even further back. I mean, I found something in, in 1868, um, let me read you just a little clip, if you have a second. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, the, the, the marketplace is an open square, and hundreds right. of colored people, mostly women, purvey their wares early in the morning. All right. articles of food are purchased in small quantities. Right. Meat is sold and used the day it is killed. Fish are exactly. plentiful and cheap and excellent in flavor and quality. Green turtles are always on sale. Tropical right. vegetables and fruits are abundant, brought from St. John's and St. Croix. Right. And this is in 1868. But I, I was wow. trying to find out, like, when was that building that we all know, you know, first built? But I guess you're right. It started as a wooden structure and then grew from there. Yes. But you it's see, so unique. The thing is, note your date. 1868 would be just what? Two years or a year and a half difference from 1867. Civil War? Yes. Oh, 1860 of the hurricane. Ah, uh, yes. And remember, the hurricane was followed by a tidal wave, was followed by earthquakes. So oh, yeah. all of that. Oh. Now, as I pointed out earlier, when we conceive of that area, minus the bungalow, that whole area, think of it being nothing more than beach front, all up the main street, all down to 75, going down by Catholic school. There were no buildings there. So therefore, it was open area. 
And many times, even on to today, when the tide is high and a storm comes, that main street can become flooded. The waterfront gets a lot of water. And I remember the water would beat up the trumpet of God and in the back of where your grandparents mm-hmm. placed were. So the water would come all up there. And mm-hmm. that area itself, believe it or not, the waterfront is below sea level because it was piled. They had to dredge and fill it in in order to have the waterfront, even all the way down to the Adelita Cancrine School, all mm-hmm. that area is under below sea level. So whenever there's a storm, it floods very quickly, coupled with the fact that the downpour from the mountains or the hills would meet, and therefore you'd have flooding and stagnant <coughs> water for, for time, a memory of a long time. But the building itself had two changes, one wooden, then, of course, the steel structure with concrete. Mm-hmm. 1867, remember, we had the Civil War uh, in the United States at the time. And remember also the great storms that came through, and there were no hurricane warning systems, so people were caught off guard mm-hmm. and many times. And there were lots of deaths, as a matter of fact. And the, the turtles that were available, because the turtles would come up there to do their nesting and the laying of the eggs and that kind of thing, and they were caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. since there was no preservation system except for salt, uh, meats were given freshly because you butchered yes. and you sold almost immediately. Immediately, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember that as a child going down to the butcher market. My mom said, hurry up and go down there and hurry up and get back. I couldn't waste time. I couldn't lollygag. <laughs> because well, the point <laughs> was the early bird yes, got the worm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or got the yes. best of the produce. Yes, that's okay. the way that was. And, so and that's why they wrapped it up. To... Yeah, that's why they wrapped it up in that butcher paper to help preserve it. That's correct. And you, had, yeah. and you had to get it home quickly. Quickly, so that your yes. mother could get it into what would be called a cleaning and seasoning process. Because who would be competing with you if you were not careful would be the flies. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they will find a way to get to your house. Or they'll follow you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, far the scent of the meat. Days, but the flies will fall in a way to get there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the most, well, like the bee, the shortest way. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. Let me interrupt you a minute to, to uh, express our time. We want our audience to know that we are here for you every Saturday. Please, by all means, give us a call, 347-237-4374. Bring your question or share your comments with us. We'd love to hear from you. Let's take a minute to just address some of the other folks who were commenting on Facebook. Yes, remember one one quick point. Remember, listeners, this is interactive, collaborative, and cooperative. It is not didactic, not dictatorial. It is a sharing, the caring, the blending, and the learning of and for all of us. And you don't you don't have to worry about the doctor sending you to the front of the room. <laughs> <laughs> or the back of the class. Oh, back the of back the class. You don't mind. Just looking through the window, say your part, and say bye. <laughs> that was very timely, Valerie. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Folks like uh, Linda Stubbs, we had uh, Heidi Gonzalez, Inez, Rodriguez Harrison. Judith Charles. These are folks who were actively participating on that 
responded to that picture of, of the market square. They were on Facebook doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Valera, Valera Barzi, V.I. Romeo, Winston Hughes, Noma Donahue, Deborah Mosley, Eric Dunham, Naomi Ramos, Inidra S.C., the middle, middle initial C, Estrada, Estrala, pardon me, my mispronunciation, Anne Marie Danette Driggers. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, you recognize that name? Yes. Uh, Caribman Rob Alamani. Alamani. I'm having a hard time because the print is very small and I have to squint to see it. Let me uh, just see? make one quick uh, comment. Sure. Anne Marie, Mrs. Anne Marie Danette, has a store and she exhibits many things, and her books are on sale in Frenchtown, in the Caronage area, oh, in the, the mall there, as well as in Storage Fortress, uh, Fortress Storage in Sugar Estate area, where her books and uh, many of her other products are for sale. So she's also known as Sunshine, as she calls herself, <laughs> Miss Anne-Marie okay. Danette. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So is Driggers her married name? Or is oh. that part of her name? I said the whole Danette? name. Anne-Marie Danette Driggers, all one word. All Maybe I know her, I know the name as Anne-Marie Danette. And, Same here. Uh, Same she has here. written the history of yes. Carnage and French yes. Town. Yes, I know. Oh, yes. Now. Okay, okay. Well, just quickly, two more. We have, uh, well, three more. Charles A. White Jr., Calvin Lewis, and Terry Shimmer. And we'll go right back Charles to our Charles A. White? Yes, Jr. Yes, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I mentioned Calvin Lewis and Terry Shimmer. And we'll go back to our discussion. So, folks. Okay, Charles A. White would be related to Mr. Celestino A. White. Oh. That would be his nephew, yes. Okay. And okay. Dr. Clement White, my good buddy, Dr. Clement White. And that okay. Group, and also to the Deputy Commissioner for Parks and Recreation. Yes. So, that would be that connection there. Talking about connection, now, when we go back to Miss Sandy or Miss Sanderella Thomas. That's correct. O'Blyden. <laughs> She's related to Miss Miss Ruth A. Thomas, principal or former principal at Charlotte Amalie High School. Is that correct? Yes. The the connection is Tortola, the Long Look, and uh-huh. the what we call Western Area, and also not only Thomas but also to the Stout, wow. also to the Jennings, and also to the Frets, and oh, wow. particularly the persons who come out of Fat Hogs Bay. Uh, Wait a minute. Stout. Hmm? What's the name? What's the name of that bay? Fat, F-A-T, space, separate word, H-O-G, space, separate word, put an S on hog, and then last word, bay. <laughs> Fat, hogs, bay. And there's a meaning behind that. What's the meaning, Doc? Well, That's uh, where all the hogs were? Well, no, no. <laughs> I guess they were so beautifully... <laughs> built and so beautifully a plenty that if you wanted a good one, that would be the yes. place to go to get a good uh, one. So uh, they, uh, then you the also had um, <laughs> Sea okay. Cows Bay, Sea Cows yeah. Bay, and uh, the Sea yes. Cows, of course, in Manatee, as you know. Yes. Right. Yes. It's a, it's a Which, family of the whale. Okay, but yes. those two areas, Fat Hogs Bay and Sea Cows Bay, would be where you had your mammals wow. that were used extensively for eating, yes. along with 
sheep and goat and right, cow and of whatever. Sure, the Thomas, that is Mrs. Miss Ruth Thomas, Miss Ruth E. Thomas, and mm-hmm. the Stouts, and the Frets, mm-hmm. and the Blydens. They're all wow. related in terms all related, of connect- yeah. connections, yeah. Yes. Wow. So, and of course, the, her daughter, as we pointed out, of course, is Mrs. Esme Callwood. Esme, yes, Miss Esme. Yeah, that's her daughter, yeah. One Very of prominent lady. Sylvia yes, Thomas is her daughter, too. Yes. That's yes. where you get Sylvia Thomas. You, we talk about Cinderella Thomas. Yes. Sylvia's yes. dad and mom would be where Thomas comes in, but she was Cinderella oh. Leiden. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then you yeah. have Farrington in there also. Oh, my goodness. We could do a whole show on just that family alone. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Hint, hint. Valerie, hint. I hear that. I know he knows the BBI history as well. Uh-huh. How fascinating. Okay. You know, I just, I just want to make one uh, brief statement. Valerie, last time when we were talking, remember I was mentioning our your aunt, I believe it would be, uh, and I was trying to tell you the name, and I should have said, and I did not then, but I am now. Does the name, I'm sure it does, does the name Richard Miller ring a bell? Of course. Of course. I know yes. it was a rhetorical question, really. <laughs> Richard, Richard Miller, whose parents own Miller Manor. Right. That great, great, great place, uh, guest house up on the top of Frenchman Hill. And Richard Miller's father, Mr. Teddy and Freddie Miller, were involved in our carnival. One was the first carnival king. The other thing is, Richard Miller himself is married to one of the daughters of the Cricky. She was a Cricky, married Richard Miller. Now, Valerie, tell us who that is. Oh, that would be Marion Miller, but she was Marian. a Van Beaverhout now. Her, grand, right. her grandmother was a Creaky, but she was a Van that's Beaverhout. Right. That's wow. right. And that's what I was saying. I think the name is Marilyn, but I was getting Marilyn confused with Marion, and that's why you have put in your errata, which has corrected it. So it's Marion. <laughs> oh, that's true, true, true. And now, you know, the Van Beaverhout had a little place behind Market Square. Of course, it was an automotive repair shop, the best on the island. Yes, it was yes. right on Strand, between Strand and Store Strata. It was called Chief's Garage. Yes, at that, your service, I think. But yes, he was that's called right. Chief's. Right. That's correct. That's correct. I, was, I was hoping his son would call in today. Where oh, are which you? Which one? Arno. Eddie. Arno. Oh, we call him Eddie, there's but yes, Arno, Arno. And there's Eddie both, yes. yeah. I knew of both of them. Etienne, you should know them. I know them very well. Well, I know... Uh, Eddie and both Jerry. Are, both yes. are accountants of the finest quality. Auditors, as a matter of fact. One was federal and one is local. Arnold yes. and Eddie. As a matter of fact, they grew up right there on Nygarda by the Walter Dinn shop where the house was built up just in front of where the Petersons were and where are the Cornero and not so much Cornero, but more importantly... The Corbiers are right on that street that runs east and west. Actually, if you go to the farther end of the street, it would be Bread Garden. It becomes Nigara. And the steps to go up to Miss Boyne School, where you went, Etienne, yes, up those yes. steps. 
That's where yeah, Eddie and Arnold house, grew up. That house, that, the yes, house right yeah. on the corner. Right yes, there, right there. there. I know. With a high wall. <clears throat> yeah, let me share no. something with you that's quite okay. interesting. One, one second, Val. Uh, I know Arnold, and I knew Arnold from the time we were kids, but I was a couple of years ahead of him, so we didn't meet in class. But because we live in the same neighborhood, every once in a while he would take the long way around and come over High Road and come down the steps by my house. So I saw him passing every once in a while. We say hello to each other. But like I said, I never knew him as a child. But when I came back as an adult, I saw his name. I heard his name. And I said hi to him. And come to find out that we have a lot in common. <laughs> Not only did he uh, live in the house that Father Barton later lived in, the the, the, the uh, Episcopal pastor who invited me to stay with him in California when I was attending my second year college, but also... Eddie, well, I know him as Arnold, and he goes by Eddie. <laughs> but Arnold is also active in the Catholic Church, and we've sat of many course. times before or behind each other in church without realizing that. But the interesting part of it, too, is his wife, Helena, is a pick, uh, not Pickering, but Perkins, Perkins from Savan. Now, I knew the brothers, but I didn't know the sister because... In those days, young girls were not allowed to go slingering, as we used to call it, when you go gallivanting <laughs> or slingering. <clears throat> they were not supposed to do that. So I never, I, I heard them talk about the sister, but I never saw her. So I thought they were making it up. Uh, Al, Al Perkins and Vigo Perkins. Vigo was the older one. And Al was the guy who was uh, Mr. All About Town. And I wanted to be like him when I grew up because he had a Vesper. I think he was one of the first People that is correct. have a best one. I wanted one of those so badly and it never happened. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay. It's, in, it's interesting that you mentioned that because the Perkins family, this is where mm-hmm. it becomes a little hazy unless you follow okay. closely. Okay. Mr. Perkins, Vigo Perkins Sr. Senior had to Vigo. go to okay. store yes. in Savan. Not too far from Mr. me to its Ms. Pardon me? Not too far from Janie to at school, right around the corner. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling the audience. Yeah, Miss. Oh, okay. Mr. Vigo Perkins Senior had a grocery store in Savan. There were three locations. First, he was in a brown concrete structured house on the corner and stayed there for many years by the stand, the pipe, and then he moved across the street to a longer area in a green wooden house. But the important thing is he was a staple for groceries in Savan along with Mr. George or Sidney George. Now, Sydney, not, yes, to digress, yes. not to digress mm-hmm. too far, Mr. Vigo Perkins, as we know it, the Perkins family lived right up the steps. So when you went to Miss Boyne School in what was Peterson property, the Petersons oh. and the Perkins had... Yes. A long family tie. Yes. Don't forget Mrs. Elkins. Yes. And Elkins. don't forget Eddie Elkins. Eddie, yes. Don't forget Priscilla Elkins. Eddie and Priscilla were brothers. Their mother's name was Myrtle. Mrs. Myrtle Ooh. Elkins. Okay, she married Elkins, but the point is she was, in fact, her mother was a Perkins. They used to live right up there at the top of the steps. Two sisters, they were Lutherans, as a matter of fact. They were Perkins. And uh, that family became very much 
intertwined with Mr. Peterson, and Peterson mm-hmm. produced Priscilla's mother, who was Myrtle, and then later on there'll be another marriage which will produce Marlene and Maureen and so forth. But oh, the yeah. Perkins yes. and yeah. the Petersons are intertwined, interrelated, wow. and they are one of the same. Wow, interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like the Corbier and the Cor- and Corbier in the long clothes okay. down on the other side of the street, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, did you have something you wanted to add? Well, I wanted to say that um, that Eddie Van Beaverbout wrote a phenomenal book on his history as well as um, yes. his Th- wife's that is correct. history. That and, is correct. Um, as a matter I, of fact, the wife was working in education. Oh. She was, if I have the right one, the right name, she was our foreign language coordinator at the Department of Education. She foreign language for Spanish primarily. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no. I was just going to say I forget the website Sandcastle VI or something, right. but he that's has right. a book with a lot, a lot of pictures. So yes. that's where you can see all about you know his father's store behind Market Square. That is and, correct. Um, and the family uh-huh. and all about the Perkins. He's very big into family history too. Uh huh. We, we and, share that passion. Oh, great! So I see. That's good. Mm-hmm. So the neural pathways are flooded with that kind of interest <laughs> and ability. That's very good. And yes. the brother, our, Etienne was mentioning Jerry. Al. No, uh, Wait, which Etienne brother? was mentioning Al, Al Perkins. Oh, Perkins, you're in the Perkins Etienne time. was okay. mentioning oh. Al, and he was very Alan much into automotive kinds of things. The yes. dune buggies, the scooters, oh, yes. and that kind of thing. Yes. And Vigo was into electricity and oh. small engine mechanics and that kind of thing. Vigo is my classmate as well. Oh, how about that? Yes, 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 yes. Mr. Small Al was all, all, all over town. Everywhere you went, you saw Oh, Al. yeah, and yeah. Of course, yeah. of course, wherever he was, he was not talking to himself. He was talking to the ladies, and the ladies were following him. Okay. Okay. All right. Val, going the back Perkins. to you. you you're correct. Wait a minute. One second. One second, please. You were correct on the website. It's sandcastlevi.com. That's, That's Arnold Van Viva House website. That's where oh, you can get all okay. information about him and his family and the books and everything else right there. Yeah, I have I'm, glad he has, I'm glad he has done that because it gives a clear pictorial oh, yes. connections oh, yes. and all that happened. Yes, very important okay. family. Now, I know, I don't he's know his so brother. detailed. Yes. Jerry yes. is the brother. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, but I see the Van Beaverhout name all the way in St. John from like the 1700s oh, really? in the very first census. I don't know if they're all connected. You know how you have different branches yes. and some. Yes. But uh, St. Croix and St. John, you see the Van Beaverhouse and the Perkins name. We used to have a neighbor in St. John, Mr. Perkins. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So that would be Our... like the 1960s, I would say. I forget wow. his first name, but I'm sure he must be related to Helena. Of course. Oh. And the thing is, just to do a little clarification or explication, the name is actually Beaverhout or Beaverhoot. Beaverhoot. Yeah. Van <laughs> is a title. No, seriously. Van I never is a heard title. it, Beaverhoot. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially if you speak German or, or Dutch. The or name Dutch, yeah. Van is a title of honor. Yes. It's equivalent to like Mr. But it's a little higher than Mr. 
in the feudal system, the van, like Van de Graaf, Van de Bilt, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Art, Van actually means Sir of a High Honor. So Van oh. Bibaum, title. And yes. so we have another family here who used to go by Van Beaverhout, Mrs. Cleon James, but she would always tell you her name is Beaverhout. And so they didn't carry uh, the van per se, but everybody would say Van Beaver. They lived around the field, but the name Beaverhout is uh, German-Dutch, and van is a title of honor, like Mr. Like we would say in German, say Herr, Herr Gibbs, Mr. Gibbs. You could just say uh, if you want to give a title, uh, the closest thing that would come to it mm-hmm. would be like Sir, uh, Sir Knight, or Sir whatever. It's a title yeah. of honor and distinction. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the Perkins family, they are in St. John. The Beaver House family are in St. John, particularly mm-hmm. up in the Coral Bay area. People say Coral Bay but Coral Bay area and heading to the east. And the marshes are also uh, related distantly, however, nevertheless, they are. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Folks, we're down to our last three minutes. So let's already? wrap up. Yes, already. We just got started. <laughs> we talked about I families know. and whatnot, yes. But uh, let's, let's talk about next week now. We're going to start turning... We have already touched on the We are the at the market. We're going square. to start heading east. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm about to say. And I guess okay. what we'll do is talk about the George building, the building right there on the corner, heading east. Exactly. And go from there. Okay. Okay. Very uh, Val, good. Any, any, anything you wanted to add to what you have done so far? Well, I, I just forget there's even more stuff. We didn't cover the bank you know, that prominent oh, yes. building on the corner, yes. the Bank of the yes. Danish West Indies. Yes. And exactly. I was hoping that we would have covered. There were two banks there. There was a Danish West Indian Bank, and there was the St. Thomas Savings Bank. Which and is then later on, that will become the Virgin Islands National Bank, and then it will become the First Bank of Pennsylvania. And then later on, we'd find that, in fact, that whole structure, that whole building is very mm-hmm. important because that's next to the Methodist Church as you begin to travel north on Strand. Oh. I'll tell you what. Excuse me. And the almond yeah, trees that were there, all those things. Okay, go ahead. What we'll do is next week, let's address the buildings and the businesses surrounding the square. Today we talked about okay. the square. Both on the east and the west. Correct. And Sounds the north, good. The George building yeah. is on the east, and the yes, bank would exactly. be on the west. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the Bandita house is on the north. <laughs> like you said. <laughs> I'm trying hard to get to the bottom of class. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Chief's Garage is on the north, right behind Rothschild Francis Square, the building there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're down to our last minute, so let's go ahead and do a closing thought. Any closing words you have, Rebel? I'll say thanks for an awesome show. This is great. We always get sidelined with so many other topics. Yes, we do. There's so much. They're, yeah, so they're all related and connected and so fascinating. So it is. I I loved it. <laughs> thank you very thank much, you. Al, for being thank here. You thank both. you. And Doug, thank you. Back to you. So much. What, uh, thank you. And may all persons have a good, strong end. We do not and have weekends. Because when your ends are weak, they fall apart. <laughs> and we want to stay together so we have a good, strong end. Oh. 
Folks, we want to say thank you for your participation. Thank you for keeping up with us, although we don't get to hear from you. We encourage you to call us. And to Mr. Carty as well for his contribution. Yes. Well, folks, we'll see you next week, same time, same place, no matter what time time zone you're in. We'll be right here. Take care now. Take care. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye, Val.